When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined by my counterpart who's got some Wi-Fi cooking today, Mr. Bo Brock. How we doing, Bo? I got some Wow Light Citrus Ale from Four Peaks that I'm going to enjoy during the show. We got Frank just making a ton of noise down there. He's ready to roll. What's up, Frank Sanders? What's up, brothers? I tried to get to the office today, the studio, so I can pick up me some of that luscious and delicious, cool, refreshing Four Peaks <laughs> tower of beer that we have down there. And I got rejected. <laughs> so, so rejected. They wouldn't let my man into the building. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah, they, you know what? We're not we're not going to keep it down today. We're, we're we'll we'll all be back in studio soon. Um, but today we're remote. We're still hanging. We're uh, putting a cap on mini camp for the Arizona Cardinals as it relates to just this quickie, you know, three four day series of practices. Uh, and turns out there was a lot of news that came from this week. And you know, I was messaging Bo before the show today, and I said, you know, do we want to continue to harp on the Rodney Hudson situation? We want to be able to put a positive spin or a positive bow on this week, Mr. Bo Brock. But, Bo, you came up with the idea, well, let's talk about what the Cardinals need to do ahead of training camp. Because now they've got um, upwards of, what, 45 days off, right, to get their mind right before you kick it into high gear until, goodness, next February with the start of training camp at the end of July. So, Bo, what are we doing? Are we drafting here priorities for the Arizona Cardinals before training camp, a pre-training camp to-do list of some kind i don't i don't think we're drafting i mean you can put it in, in in draft form that's fine i'd be game for that but uh just ranking what we prioritize sure. or what the, we think the organization should prioritize the next uh month and a half before things get real before guys just uh they have to lock in for the next six months through what january february hopefully for the arizona cardinals um so you know w- what should the arizona cardinals with his last grasp uh, this little last dash before training camp i think uh you know during a slow off season as, as things seem like they were trending in the right direction and now you know with with one big news story headline that rodney hudson was absent unexcused absence from from training camp you know what what do they need to prioritize because you know that wasn't the only you know center's not the only glaring need right now i mean they, they had needs before you know do we still view the needs that we thought of before as you know the top priority and of course there's a big uh contract extension that might add you know find its way onto our list as well 
Uh, a priority list for this podcast is to maybe get Frank Sanders some new Wi-Fi. He's been kicked <laughs> off the show uh, abruptly. We hope to have Frank back here momentarily. So, Bo, let's kick this off. Let's get things going. Uh, I'm happy to start. I feel yeah. like I always go last in our drafts or our, our priority list. So I'm going to go first, uh, and I'm going to say that the Arizona Cardinals, first things first, I'm not going to say it is a Kyler Murray extension because I believe that's going to get done. I'm going to say the first thing the Arizona Cardinals need to do is they need to go out and and reconnect with Rodney Hudson. I, I think you send Cliff Kingsbury to his house. I think you send Kyler Murray to his house. Justin Pugh, the entire offensive line, find a way to make this work. You, a last-stitch effort. Because you have to know what the status is of Rodney Hudson even before training camp to see if you need to make a move, right? And so the first thing I'm doing is I'm, I'm talking to Michael Bidwell. We're fi firing up the private jet, right? I'm getting about a group of about – Seven to ten guys, the entire starting right. offensive line, Kyler and Cliff and Sean Kugler, were going to Rodney's house. And I'm I'm gonna knock on the door and say, Rodney, are you are you are you playing ball with us this year or not? Are you gonna try to win a championship with us or not? We gotta know now because you're right. you're a huge part of what we want to do in our success. I'm doing mini camp wraps this week. I'm firing up the private jet this weekend. We're going to Rodney's Let's go, house. Mike. Go Let's Rodney. go. That's right. That's right. So that's that is that is my top priority right now. Yeah, that's uh, fire up the PJ. Get get his closest friends. I like what you said. I think your offensive leaders, Kyler Kyler Murray. Let's even add DeAndre Hopkins to this group of guys. Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. I like Kugler. The elites. Yeah, and then and then like we found out this week, like guys who have talked to Rodney Hudson, guys who were mm -hmm. you know Hudson was at Justin Pugh's bachelor party and he was in his wedding and yep. you know Pugh's like he's he's being uh, you know the best friend. He's like we don't talk football. He's like okay. But now it's time to talk football. Like this is this is all hands on deck. This is this is like all you know. The sirens are firing. We need you to talk football with your guy and mm -hmm. get him excited about playing football and getting get him excited, Frank Sanders, about collecting that ten million dollars this season and protecting Kyler Murray. Because I completely agree. I think that's priority numero uno as far as the Arizona Cardinals go this off season. You got to get your your starting center loving the game, maybe even like missing the game. Give him a little. To, to take away from the kids these days, guys, FOMO, that he's mm. going to miss out on something special if he doesn't return in 2022. Rodney's in a good spot, man. I'm telling you guys, I just, I feel like this, the veteran process where, you know, he can decide if he wants to come back, the $10 million would be special contractually. But in reality, this guy's got to fill out his body. I just really believe he's pulling a vet move. No one likes it. Of course, it doesn't look good, but I think that he's just, no one wants to do training camp. I don't care how laid back it is or how fun it feels. Uh, if you feel like it's not something that you want to be a part of, then you can, you're okay with the taking the fine. I think that Rodney's probably in that more in that position. When you, when you say a player is not talking to another player about, you know, what's going on and getting him ready for the season, JV, you know, what's going on. They already know that this guy's kind of maybe hit or miss, but they know he's coming back. He just, we just, we just don't talk NFL. I, don't, I won't tell you unless I know, that, hey, you're not coming. I need you to come. I'll beg you to come. But you'll say, hey, man, I'm working this thing out. But you got to play your role. And I think Rodney's playing his role like, hey, I don't know if I want to play no more. I don't know. Mm. And then you got to have a mental, you know, the NFL gives you that mental gap where your mental health is important. So you have to have a gap where, you know, you got to refresh and make sure you really want to do this. So. We all agree. Rodney Hudson, that's a top priority. Bo, do you have something else on your to-do list for Mr. <laughs> Steve Kime ahead well, of late July? 
Frank, was yours? Was that your number one priority as well? You, you, oh no, heck no, heck okay. that was not my number one priority. I thought All we right. were just. I was. Just, that's oh, my number one. Oh, that's showing. I don't care about that ride the hustle <laughs> stuff. Sorry, guys, I don't care about the ride the hustle. He's fine in my book. My number one, my number one uh, thing on my list is that Cliff Kingsbury leaves and he goes back and he gets refreshed. He gets revitalized. He gets reinvigorated. That he's going to do something special. That he's going to change the mentality of the NFL and himself. That he's that he's bigger and better than just a twelve game coach. He has to be bigger and better than that. Three in the preseason, eight in the regular season. He has to be better than that. He has to figure out what players and what excuse me, what coaches have figured out about him and and his offense and how they figure out how to stop him. He has to figure it out. You said you're gone. We won't see you for thirty days. Bye, Cliff. Please go, go to the mountains. Go sit in in Buddha's land. Go smoke herbs next to uh, some guy in in Jamaica named Ja. Do whatever you got to do. <laughs> Just please come back with an answer for the last half of the season. If you do that, call my boy OGs. Let's get you some stuff because you need to figure out what the last half of your life and, and it, regarding to the NFL needs to be like. You're the catalyst to how far we go and what we do. If Cliff does that, he's my number one priority on who needs who needs something, what we need to be done, and how far we can go if he gets himself in the right mental space. If if that's an Eddie Murphy bit, you you got to keep your Instagram uh, model girlfriend away from Jacques. That's for damn sure. It's true. But, very true. Uh, I mean, he said he's getting out of the country, and yeah, I think it's time for the for the for the coach to you know refresh his batteries and, and get those back to full full uh, full energy uh, and, and take all the stuff that he 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 said he he went through college tape and he was looking at different offensive schemes and stuff like that and how he's going to apply it. But man. We're now seeing, you know, the the slump at the end of the season even transcend the regular season. And now the, the Arizona Cardinals slumped this off season. Like they they need to turn <laughs> things around right that's now. That's putting it like, lightly, I think. <laughs> right? I mean, this Roddy Hudson thing, I mean, that's the equivalent of losing a couple games right there at the end of the season. So, yeah, I mean, they they need to figure things out. They got to get things trending in the direct next the right direction, and that's where my priority to comes in. It's fine. That's putting ink to paper on a Kyler Murray mega extension. I think you do that. It starts to uh, get the wheels going. It's it's like a tr- true show of them buying in, pushing all their chips into the middle of the table as far as Kyler Murray, him, the franchise quarterback, all the guys in that locker room will believe even more so, even though like I think they believe already now. But once you lock him in for four, five, six year extension, they're going to believe it. He's going to believe it. And he's even probably going to feel like, hey, I, I do have to take on more of a leadership role. I got to take this a little bit more serious now. It's not I'm not making, you know, uh, what's he making this year? Like two and a half million, five million, ten million. He's he's going to be making 40 million. So get him, you know, in that mindset that this is his team. And, and people will also believe like his, his word is going to hold a little bit more weight. So when he goes to Rodney and says, let's come back. It's like, OK, let's go. You're my ride or die. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I, I'm not going to be prisoner of the moment with the Kyler Murray scenario. Uh, I I would put it on my list, but I'm also gonna I'm also gonna reprioritize something else here because I mm-hmm. if I'm Steve Kime, if I'm Cliff Kingsbury, over the course of OTAs minicamp, I've gotten to look at my pass rush or the lack thereof, right? And so before the start of training camp, I'm going to go out and I'm going to trade for a pass rusher. I'm going to go and flip the Chicago Bears 
a fourth and maybe a conditional future fourth for pass rusher Robert Quinn. So I can say in training camp, hey, guys, we don't have to rely on these two third-round rookies. We don't have to rely on Devon Kennard, who is best served to be a backup, a special teamer. Marcus Golden, we love him, right? But he's a he's a 1B to a 1A. And you get Robert Quinn in the house, somebody that knows Sean McVay, the LA Rams, how they operate. You get him in this defensive line with J.J. Watt. I think it's it's the injection of energy and enthusiasm that you need defensively right now because yeah. I'm looking at this defense, gentlemen, and I I just I don't know how you can say anything other than it's regression time for Vance Joseph in year four. I just don't think they have enough players. They have enough dogs. We talked about all offseason. We're the dogs on the defensive line. We're the dogs in the front seven. I've got bad press coming out with Zayvon Collins. I've got Isaiah Simmons in the secondary. Zach Allen's coming off surgery. J.J. Watt's 100 years old. Like, okay, let's go get a proven commodity. I saw a picture of Chandler Jones today in his Raider uniform doing like a photo shoot. It made me want to throw up. And I said, oh, "Where's I'm, I want my all-star, all-pro pass rusher back. So I'm going to go steal the Bears, who have no business – you know, housing that man on their team for a four or five win team. So Kyler Murray is a priority, but I, after what I just saw at minicamp, if I'm Steve Kahn, I'm like, I, I, need an, I need an edge rusher. And this guy, Robert Quinn, had 18 and a half sacks for a bad Chicago defense last year. Johnny, I like where you went with that. That's a good pick. I do. I think that's uh, that is the conversation that needs to happen uh, this this in these next couple of 30 days. Uh, that we go get somebody that can help our defensive line. I'm just going to run a little bit back. I'm going to run it back a little bit with my man Bo. And Bo said they need to sign, you know, Kyler Murray. What I think outside of that, before they sign Kyler Murray, I think they need to rebrand him. I hmm. think they need, I need, they need, they need to figure a way to rebrand and remarket, remarket my boy Kyler Murray because this entire offseason has been a joke. He has been a punching bag across the board. Everyone says, pay this man, give him his money. It's still dragging on to this day, and it's, we're, we're moving close to July and getting ready to training camp. Conversations on will he be at minicamp? Will he be at OTAs? Will he be at – now we got to figure out will, will he be at mandatory camp? Now the question becomes will he even be at training camp if you don't get him signed before then? But this is the problem. Across the board, he has been taking up – he's been the punching bag since January. And it has – some of that JV has been right, and he deserved it because it didn't look good. Um, but in reality, we have a star-studded quarterback. You're getting ready to pay this guy fifty to somewhere fifty to four fifty forty to fifty million dollars. You need to make sure that you get this guy mental in a mental headspace that that question mark leaves the table, and you don't want to go into the season thinking that you have a quarterback you just overpaid for no effing reason. So that's the part that I think that mental you need to wash our minds of the images of Kyler Murray, justify why he's worth forty million dollars. Say that the three years and 11,000 yards and the 70 touchdowns and the 20, 20 rushing touchdowns is the greatest thing since Jesus turned water into wine. You need to do that. If the Cardinals if the Cardinals figure out how to market and brand him, then I would be just as happy with both that they sign him because then you would have put an image out there of why he's worthy of that money. Guys killing the chat today. You know, Elon Musk agreeing with you, saying Kyler needs uh, – he also needs new threads, as we saw the Saints suddenly unveil their alternate black helmet. looks looks nice. Uh, we, was it uh, Brother Numsi? He says that Ben Neiman and Josh Jackson signed today. That was officially made. The two guys that were in mandatory minicamp. So, Johnny, don't worry about the defense. You know, 
former <laughs> second round bust out of Iowa is here to save the secondary and Ben Neiman. Who, uh, I don't even know if he started for the chiefs during his career. Sure, he started two going. games last year. Oh, y'all are terrible. Y'all are terrible. <laughs> you know, Ben Neiman's here to play three downs, you know, every defense. Ben Neiman, I think for, he does my taxes. <laughs> I don't think he plays football. I think he's my tax. Here's attorney. what I'll say about, about, I like the Josh Jack because it, I mean, obviously low risk, you know, reclamation project a guy, a guy who is a prospect i remember josh jackson because he was uh the same it was right after the suns drafted josh jackson out of kansas and i'm like the cardinals could be in on a guy named josh jackson that's kind of odd he even mm-hmm. had like a first round grade at one point and then he went to green bay and he did absolutely nothing in this league yeah. uh bounced around a little bit and we we see him show up yesterday at mandatory minicamp in tryout form and he gets signed today uh, but that's why this is where my third priority comes, and it's not the pass rush. I do agree, and, and I hear what Damian Anderson says uh, on a regular basis on the show that that front seven is really going to help out a pedestrian uh, or secondary with some questions in it. But I think you have to add a veteran to this defensive secondary. You have to add a corner that knows the angles, that knows how to has all the bag of tricks. And what are we doing as far as Robert Alford? Bring back Alf right now. We see him playing on Twitter with J.J. Watt. We see him playing as far as, you know, when he hears Cliff Kingsbury say, hey, we're going to check in on Alf and and this could be a possibility. Let's just do it. Bring back Robert Alford for, you know, the 18th time in the last couple seasons. Get him signed. I think that that immediately, you know, helps out the secondary. He was your best cornerback, you know, for the first 10 games of the season. And one of those very, like, under-the-radar storylines was – the defensive secondary struggled mightily without Robert Alford there. Uh, bring him back. I mean, I think he's a guy that can buy for some starting time and continue to give Marco Wilson, you know, an appropriate timeline as far as how his development goes. I love that play. Uh, I think that is mandatory after mandatory minicamp is to get Robert Alford back in the secondary. Cool. With all due respect to Josh Jackson, uh, please know I don't want to see you near the starting lineup. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination, until it's absolutely necessary. The Cardinals like to hoard top picks uh, on the practice squad on the bottom of their 53-man. Robert Alford was the glue to the secondary last year. Kudos to him. He came back. He he signed that mega deal once upon a time after he was with the Atlanta Falcons. Couldn't stay healthy. Came back. Was a determined player on a veteran minimum contract. And as Kiro say in the chat, he was our highest-graded corner and, and for a reason. So, you have to bring him back. I think that's a no-brainer. And I just, if, if you're Robert, it's like you've already spent three years here. What options do you have? You know the defense. It's it's a sliding kind of scenario. Um, let, let's run it back with him. Uh, I I like that move. I'm going to go a different direction. I'm going to stay up front on the on the on the front seven, gentlemen. Um, there's a certain defensive tackle that's available that was a member of the Cincinnati Bengals last year in route to the Super Bowl that had seven sacks. I don't know if you guys know where I'm going with this. He's from New Jersey. His name's Larry Oganjobi, and he is a free agent defensive tackle. He's 28 years old. The Bengals are keeping his jersey available if he wants to come back, his jersey number available if he wants to come back to Cincinnati. If I'm Steve Keim and I look at the state of my defensive line, we talked about the pass rush being susceptible to injuries and very vanilla, right? Well, th- this young man was a third rounder for the Cleveland Browns, hit his stride with Cincinnati last year, probably wants more money than he should. If I'm Steve Kime, give him a bloated one-year contract. Your defensive line group right now, Zach Allen, J.J. Watt, we love them both, are IR trips waiting to happen. And then what do you have? You've got a bunch of B, B minus, C, C plus level guys, and, and that might be generous, right? I like Michael Dogby. 
He's a rotational player, seventh rounder. The two fourth rounders last year or two years ago, they're backups at this point. Their defensive tackle group, we've seen it. Jordan Phillips, bust, right? Darius Fillon, bust. They've missed on how many draft picks. They've tried to trade up for SEC defensive linemen. This is a perfect guy to ingratiate in your culture. Again, because he's 28 years old, he, he, he can do the one thing that none of your other defensive linemen out, really outside of JJ can do, and that's apply pressure in the passing game. And then now, okay, if he if he pops for you, he's still young enough at 29 next year, you could extend him. It's, it's one of those things where let's ingratiate him in our culture. He's under 30 years old, and let's extend him. Defensive linemen, they age better than you know cornerbacks or, or running backs. You hit over 30, and, and they're not worth a shit anymore. I think bring this young man in. He is a top 10 free agent remaining, along with like the old Beckhams and the Dante Hightowers of the world. But he fits a position and need. He's under 30 years old. I, this, this is... I can't believe you would get rid of Jordan Phillips, free up $10 million, and not immediately want to allocate that into a different defensive lineman. That can really help you. Yeah, I see what Kiro's saying as far as Zach Allen. I mean, contract here, but here's a guy that said yesterday he had no ligaments in his ankle at the end of last season. He had surgery. He's coming back from surgery, so he's already you know going to be on the mend. It says he's going to be ready for training camp, but... I've heard you know, that before. Can you can you rely on that? I think it's a bit naive, no doubt mm -hmm. about it. Especially in JJ Watt, I, I think Rashad Lawrence looked great. I do. I, th I think Rashad Lawrence. I mean, he can't be dead. Yeah, he did. I thought he looks he looks spry for his size. You know, he looks strong. Um, so you know, I think Rashad Lawrence is poised to have a solid season, probably his best at the NFL level. But is that going to be enough? You know, is the rotation going to be enough? Because that's what you have to go with. Just flood the position with numbers. Um, Kingsley Kiki too. Don't forget about Kiki, who they signed. I did forget about old Kingsley. You know, I think that uh, I think that they're you know content with this this defensive line. Um, and content yeah, should be the theme of the off season. It's like, what you guys do this off season? Just oh, big word. Content. Con content. <laughs> We're content on running it back. We're content on not contending, right? <laughs> oh man, love that. Hey, Put that on guys, a t-shirt, PHNX merchandise locker. You guys are making good points. I think one of the things that one of the, somebody said in the chat, of course, and you, I think you said it, uh, JV, which is that they're going to bring Robert Alford after many after after training camp, which is great because he's a veteran. He's got his legs, got time and and wear on him. And I think that's sometimes we look at. And again, I will say this respectfully that the NFL has one hundred percent changed both since I played and we, we were tackling, we had three a days, two a days. We had hot days, wet days. We had a lot of drinking days, a lot of praying days. It didn't matter. It was just, it just felt like it never stopped until we got into the regular season. These guys, these guys got something different. And I think that when we talk about, I like the fact that JV is you know, really holding the, holding the, you know, holding the line on regards to our defensive line, because in truth, like what we will see is that in, when we get to training camp, most of these guys and some of our veterans won't practice. They were barely practice versus each other because of just because of the workload and watching the new NFL system in regards to how these guys you're trying to protect these guys for just gone from you know 16 weeks to 17 weeks now. What have we done as a team to make our run defense better from last offseason? Nothing. Can anybody answer that question? Isaiah Simmons moving to the secondary, that doesn't help the run defense. You know, this guy they signed, this free agent, you know, journeyman linebacker, Vigil, he's not helping mm. your run defense, right? I think the only thing you can hope for is J.J. Watt staying healthy and then probably Zayvon okay. Collins giving you a bump there. But other than that, Cameron I mean, what Thomas have you done? wasn't so bad. I mean, Cameron Thomas was solid at, at San Diego. I, I agree. I mean, I I mean he's, he's going to be an upgrade over, 
Chandler Jones. I mean, Chandler. Do you think so as a run defender in year one? Yes. Yes. You think a a rookie out of out of uh, a one double A school or maybe I'm just saying I'm just saying it's like the the minor it's a minor bump. Um, And I hear see what you say. Can he play inside? He's been he hasn't been practicing with the guys who play inside, but uh, so he's been playing outside linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. And, 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 you know, Marcus Golden wasn't the worst. I think Marcus Golden was pretty solid. He was probably your best edge run defender as far as the Cardinals go. Uh, but, no, I hear your point. I, I think that it's it's valid. It, I, I'm just when grasping at straws. lined here. up tackle to tackle, and they had two mm-hmm. tight ends on the field, which is yeah. what Seattle's going to want to do to you and San Francisco four times next year. And they want to run it right at Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins. Like, Here's the thing I'll say about that. Here's the here's the thing about I'd say about that is they tried that and those teams went one and three against the Cardinals. Sure, they beat their the Seahawks beat their ass in week what seventeen last year. Uh But doing uh, that, doing that, doing that. But they also had the threat of Russell Wilson, who was at finally at full strength last year. You know, and what he's able to do back there. I mean, with. With with that, you know they're not, they're not gonna it's not gonna be effective. That that's the scheme though. I mean, what Vance Joseph wants to do yeah. is it's gonna be high pressure downs on first and second down. He's gonna try to create negative plays, and if they get gashed, they're gonna get gashed. Uh, so they're just gonna be try to create some negative plays. And they now now like the biggest concern would be like, do they have the personnel to play that game? I don't know if they do. And especially you have Rodney Hudson now, potentially. I'm I'm just assuming we're gonna assume until he shows up and you don't have DeAndre Hopkins. You're not gonna be able, in my opinion, early on to put pressure on the scoreboard. You're gonna be in one possession games. And and I, again, I like to use the Chicago game as the example. If you go back and watch that game, on the surface, it looks like a blowout. The Chicago Bears ran the ball up and down on the Arizona Cardinals last mm-hmm. year. It was only because Andy Dalton gave the ball away five times. It like The Cardinals masked a lot of their issues in the first 10 to 12 games last year with takeaways, right? They did not have a ton of three and outs. They didn't have a bunch of short possessions by the opposing offenses. It was, and it was Jimmy Garoppolo giving them the football, you know, and, and having, you know, poorly timed throws and fumbles against that game in San Francisco last year. When teams limited their turnovers and you look back at like the Indianapolis game on Christmas day, it's like Indy didn't really want to turn the ball over that day. They were able to run the ball with Jonathan Taylor, and it got ugly, and they played ball control, and the offense wasn't great. I'm just concerned that, again, and it's something that a lot of the fans have been clamoring about, is like the mirage of the start of last year was done behind MVP play of Kyler Murray, which is legitimate, right? But he's going to be missing potentially two of his better players, and then a defense that took advantage because of turnovers, and that is not sustainable. That I mean, like you cannot rely on getting three turnovers a game as a defense. You just can't. I think I think when we look at what we have right now, I, I'm going to have to go with Bo and what he said, JV, on regards to the fact that it seems like this just the players we got is basically the scheme you're getting ready to run, and that seems like this is. I remember that when we played Ole Miss back in the days at Auburn, they called this defense called the Celtic Skeltic, and basically most guys stood up. Two guys was on one hole uh, on one side of the ball, one guy was on the other side. They just moved around so much to try to confuse the defense. I can't say that's what VJ wants to do. Will that will that defense stop the run? Probably not. At the end of the day, if you gave up 235 yards rushing and walked away with a W 17 times, would you be mad? The stats would be bad. Fantasy football would be shitty. You'd be definitely hor- you'd be horrified every day, every time you went to the game. But in reality, uh, it just looks like the players that we got typically dictate the the, the scheme you're going to run. 
And I think right now, looking at our players, these guys are probably more mobile, agile. They're not beefy. They're not fat. CP, Corey Peters, he's not there no more. Jordan Phillips, he's not there. Big body guy sitting in the middle where we thought we had. Jordan Hicks you know, isn't there Jordan either. Hicks. Right. And so those are the things that cause us to feel like right now, yeah, we're run defense has not been addressed right now. But I don't think that's the thing that's the focal point. I think we're looking at a scheme and a, a scheme that VJ might come up with with his, with his coaches that puts them in a position where they're going to be more – they're trying to get more mo- – mobile and more elusive guys and in the end with ability than it is big guys uh, that can stop the run. Well, I love, I love what you're saying. I hope it continues. We also love DraftKings here on the PHNX Cardinals podcast and JJ Watt, two things that we love. And they came together today in a series of hilarious tweets. You can go look at that. It has to do with a JJ Watt caption, throwing the football interception by DraftKings back and forth. But it ended with, DraftKings Sportsbook, we're boosting the odds for you to make your first Super Bowl. This is in response to J.J. Watt. For the next 24 hours on DraftKings Sportsbook, they will match the amount wagered on this market to the charity of Watt's choosing. So if you haven't seen that, you can get that on the DraftKings Sportsbook Twitter account. And, of course, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and the NBA. Tonight, gentlemen, we have a Game 6, pivotal Game 6 at Boston. Who are you taking in this pivotal game six Celtics or Warriors Bo? Just because I want to see game seven. Let's go with Boston. But uh, I mean, Steph Curry, he doesn't make a three the last game and they still win. It, it probably is going to be the dubs. If he, Let's bet with my mind, not my heart. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the dubs. Taking dubs to JB, and I'm going with Steph having at least six three-pointers, man, without a doubt. Wow. Wow. Clay, Clay wow. Thomas, uh, six threes is easy for a dude that just lets it fly. And I'm thinking Clay, my man, without a doubt, Clay has to have four. Draymond's probably going to get fouled out in order for Boston to win. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I dislike both those picks. The uh, Celtics are going to win tonight. They're the favorites. Um, I also think game six Clay is a thing. If you guys dating back to his, you know, his mm-hmm. historic performances, but I think right now we're going to have the opposite effect because the Golden State Warriors banned fake Clay Thompson from their arena. So now mm-hmm. we're going to get the reverse effect where Clay Thompson is going to be terrible moving forward. So um, you can bet on all this. You can't bet on fake Clay Thompson, but everybody else participants in the game via the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Join the finals action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner. Of the NBA, new customers can make any $5 NBA bet, get $150 in free bets instantly. Looking to turn another small bet into a big payday during the NBA Finals with DraftKings Same Game Parlay, you can do just that. Actually, this season, gentlemen, a customer placed a $5 Same Game Parlay and won over five grand, which is crazy. That could be you tonight. Create your own five. Uh, create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team's going to win, total threes made, as Mr. Frank just said, total rebounds and more. And boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals. Get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for more details. I love when Johnny asks for our opinion and then just completely shoots it down. <laughs> destroys it. It's a staple of this show. It. Let's be honest. <laughs> that is that is facts. Yeah. What do you guys think? Oh, it's shit. Whatever. I'm going Whatever. with what I feel. No doubt about it. I, now I feel like his his, his uh, PHNX bets partner Shane feels on a daily. That's basis. how we operate on PHNX <laughs> bets. Yep. 
So a uh, proud Sun Devil, Pete Prisco, a guy uh, known, of course, of his analysis of the uh, of the gridiron, the NFL, respected around the league as far as his opinion goes. He put out his top 100 players because we're in that. Like with the Arizona Cardinals ending mandatory minicamp and mandatory minicamps ending around the, the league and we have it like this ultimate hiatus, like this is where the lists start to compile. We like, would love you, a good list. The NFL's like their their top 100 list, like that J.J. Watt has said like it's a joke and a lot of the players are like this is a joke and Arizona Cardinals continue to be disrespected. Pete Prisco, I want to see if you guys – how you feel about his latest list uh here it is pete frisco's top 100 nfl players of 2022 buddha baker checking in is is he the highest ranked arizona cardinal johnny he is uh formerly it was deandre hopkins last year and uh i believe i believe it was chandler jones this year at 58 would have been their highest rated player but in terms of those guys wearing red and white it's buddha baker DeAndre Hopkins at 71, and then Kyler Murray, who's about to uh, get a check for, what, $260-plus million, $40 million plus a year, is 88th, according to Pete Prisco. Not exactly giving the Cardinals much respect. Three of 100 players he ranked here. So, uh, man, I don't even... I'm totally, I'm totally blown rough. away by this list. I think I'm just totally blown away by... It, they, you, you're talking about a guy's about to make fifty million dollars, and he's in number eighty-eight. You got Lamar Lamar Jackson, thirty-four, who's about to make the same amount of money, and he's number thirty-four. Russell Wilson is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and he's number forty-two. You got to be kidding me! Forty million, forty million out of the top twenty. Get the heck out of here! That's just that blows my mind. I'm saying that's money based upon the performance. So you think they're not going to get better? And they're about to sign their contract now. So, like, that to me just doesn't add up to the fact that you thought that these guys are the top-tier players in the NFL. These are quarterbacks that should easily be paid. Once they're getting that – once they get that money, that tells you they're the top players, at least top five in their position. And you don't even have in the top ten in their position. It's crazy. We're fortunate. This is not the worst list we've seen this offseason, Bo. <laughs> Correct. We've seen Correct. horrific other lists this this offseason. Um, well, who's the guy from ESPN who ranked Kyler Murray like 18th or 19th? Here's how I look at this list. There are two two factors, right? Prisco has an agenda against Kyler Murray. He has never been pro-Kyler Murray. Somebody put in the chat Jordan P. Prisco gave the Cardinals a C- minus for that pick. So you have to you have to separate that. He's got Kyler Murray as the 12th best quarterback in the NFL. And frankly, like for Prisco, that's that's pretty solid. Right, he's here. Here are the quarterbacks he ranked uh, above Kyler Murray. Um, he's got Brady, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, and then of course the elites like Rodgers and, and those guys. I didn't even count those. So he's he's twelfth overall. You know, take it or leave it. There's some some fans that feel like that's that's accurate. I don't I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think his his list of everything outside a quarterback, like he does his research he does a good job for cbs and he he watches the tape he was the guy once upon a time because he's got ties to arizona he would always watch and say hey adrian wilson's really good hey darnell mm-hmm. dock at carlos Dansby, these guys are really good football players so i think the bigger issue with this list is there are a lot of players on this list that the cardinals could have drafted and didn't and they're they're top players now like cd lamb 57th overall that would be arizona's top player right the san francisco 49ers have five players in the top 26. And, and Prisco's got no ties to San Francisco. He's not a San Francisco homer like we see from a lot of the media. 
that's more concerning where it's like, Hey, you could have had DK Metcalf. He's, you know, top 50 on this list. You passed on him. Could have had Tristan. How the hell Morris, is right? CD lamb ranked that high? He's an ascending player and he made a pro ascending? bowl last year. Kyler yeah. Murray's not ascending. You, you have CD lamb. You have, have to separate the remember Dallas. All the you remember the positions. Dallas game. CD lamb was on the side of a milk carton against when the Cardinals played Dallas. I mean, he was a non-factor in that game. I mean, and, and you have Dak Prescott ahead of him as well. I mean, come on. I mean, Kyler Murray's not going to, with what was it, 14 Boy, seconds right. left? He's not going to run a drop play. He, he's smarter than that. I mean, this is – the fact that Jalen Thompson isn't on this list, it, it makes me question, like, sure. There are no honorable rec- mentions for the Cardinals. Like, either. if he would have – he recognized Dockett back in the day and he recognized A-Dub, like, good, good, good on that golf clap. But now you're not recognizing the talent on this team right now. Like, Jalen Thompson over 100 tackles, four picks, you know, what he's able to do – Set the tone. Every you're not watching Cardinal football. You're not recognizing that. Yeah, he he's a big time player in this league. He's about to probably be paid like one. Uh, you know, they just to have three guys on there. It's just it's it's you're just not paying attention to a team that won 11 games and they really didn't. They had they who lost else deserves Chandler to be on Jones. this list than other than JT for you? I think I, as, as far as what I think James Conner deserves to be on this list as far as top 100. Like he okay. should crack the century mark, no doubt okay. about it. You okay. score 18 touchdowns. In an NFL season, you can say you can turn your nose up on like what the situation was or whatever. He still found pay dirt 18 times. Um, you know, I just think that you can make some concessions for you know all these guys and that are ranked in the top 100. But what really matters is, is guys producing each and every Sunday, and the Cardinals produce for the most part outside of the slump at the, at the end of the season. Humphreys was on these kind of lists last year. He had a he had a you know a step back season. Hopefully he ascends again. But I I'm with you. Like other but the, other than Jalen Thompson and and James Conner though that I mean Hollywood Brown's not a top 100 player yet. I think he will. I think he'll be a lot of these less last year next year. But I think you lose Chandler Jones right. You know Rodney Hudson once upon a time would have been on a list like this. Now we don't know his status is iffy right. I think this goes to show you that the critics of the Cardinals are right in the sense that they can band-aid a lot of holes, right? They they traded for DeAndre Hopkins. They got one elite season, and now he's going to have back-to-back seasons where it's not ideal, right? Because the injury last year, suspension this year. Traded for Rodney Hudson with a third-round pick, a player who was over 30. He was okay. He was good last year. Now MIA. I think the, the organizations that are doing it right – for the most part, they're hitting on draft picks. Cardinals haven't done that enough yet. And, and that's how you get cemented in these lists. And you can get grandfathered in and, and players are overvalued because of, you know, the attention of what they've done, you know, yesteryear. But like Micah Parsons and, and Justin Jefferson were drafted, you know, a couple of years apart, one year apart, and they're top 25 players in the NFL now. The Cardinals don't do enough of that. And I think that that, that is how – you develop sustained success, and that's how you get players on this list. I don't think – I think I agree with you, Bo. I think J- James Conner is a top 100 player, but I, I think most people would just feel like, oh, second team, Cardinal team, we're going to throw that away. If it's if it's, if this is his first team maybe and the Cardinals drafted him, he came out of nowhere, I think it hits differently. I get. I mean, yeah, I guess if, if, if you want to put all those qualifiers on it, if you're – I, I don't know why you wouldn't just – if you think he's a top 100 player, he's a top 100 player. I don't – I don't know. I just think people, they get last. It's so it's paralysis by over analysis. It is like, is a team good? I mean, it's not just good because of Kyler Murray. It's not just good because DeAndre Hopkins. And it's not just good because of Buda Baker. It's, it's beyond that. 
you know, I know there's they're very top heavy. There's not a ton of depth. And you're in as far as the, the case against drafting, absolutely. Like they could do themselves a serve, Frank. Yeah, by by drafting better. So here's a question I gotta ask. So I think when you think about the top 100 list, I always think about players that are that can transcend any team. Like I could like yeah. like you put Cooper Cup at number five, you should be able to let Cooper Cup leave here, go to Jacksonville, and can he put up 145 <laughs> catches? Maybe, maybe not. Tariq Hill, he's a top receiver. He's somewhere in the top. He's in the top 20. When he leaves there, he went to Miami. Will he put those same numbers up that he's been putting up? But when, even when we look at the quarterbacks, and you can do it, the running backs, offensive line, the D-line, he's trying to cover a plethora and not just be scared. 10. I mean, like, okay. For a long time. I get that. But these guys got to be able to transcend. When we talk about the top 100, I need to see that these guys can transcend and go someplace else and play, dominate, and bring their game to the next level, uh, whatever situation they're in. That tells me you're the top 100. Anything else outside of that, when you start talking about I needed to be in the right system, he needs to have the right players around him, give him the right defense, give him all the five-star defense from Alabama so he can be a great defensive coach. That's stupid. I'm not – that you're not tra- – you're not. You're just, you just need great players. That's not that's – not, no. You should be able to transcend wherever you are if you're going to be in the top 100 when there's, what, 150 players on 30 teams? That's 600 players in the NFL or 675 players in the, in the NFL. And you just got – you got 100. Those guys need to be the top that can transcend anywhere on any team at any given in, in any given, given uh, scenario. The Cardinals could use two players in particular to be on this list this time next year. Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons, if you want to call him a success as a top 10 pitcher, needs to be a top 100 player. Bar none, no questions asked. And then I, I would also include Hollywood Brown in that because you're giving up a first-round pick. Um, I would say maybe in the next column is somebody like a Byron Murphy. Um, who a lot of us like, but I, I would I would agree with he's not there yet. Simmons, to me, is like the standout of, okay, he's getting all this press right now. Minicamp, I'm a leader, I'm this, I'm that. Okay, you need to have a gaudy, gaudy season. Sure. You need to play hundred almost 100% of the snaps. You're not coming off. You're starting every game. You're not being sat in playoff games, right? Interceptions, tackles for losses, sacks. Because then I think we can all just say, at least Isaiah Simmons panned out. At least we feel good about uh, we didn't waste a top 10 pick when we could have had Tristan Wirfs or CeeDee Lambs steering right at us. I, we would all breathe a lot easier if we had a known commodity in Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, it's a great point. And I think J.J. Watt, too. I mean, I know that he's yeah. at the end of his career, but he has to have – in order for the Arizona Cardinals to be successful, he's going to have to dial it up as far as you know what he was able to do you know, in yesteryear, and that's get after the quarterback because Chandler Jones, as we've mentioned several times in this podcast, is no longer wearing a Cardinals uniform. He's now making a ton of money for the Las Vegas Raiders. Frank mentioned transcendent. Let's talk about something that's very transcendent. Four Peaks. I mean, it could it plays in all 50 states. It would play in other countries. It's just fantastic quality brewing. Brewing. It's fan, you know, and talk about transcending a brewery. It's got some good food as well. It's got fantastic, a fantastic menu. Me and producer Jacob, we went there for lunch yesterday after mini camp. I had the chicken rolls. He had the chicken tendies because he's eight years old. But even when you're having a, a child's meal, it's still quality. But he also boosted it up by having, you know, a wow 
beer, just like I'm having right now. And they've got fantastic beer, incredible beer. It's like it's it's their calling card. And it's it's woven into the fabric of of Arizona since 1996. Of course, 21 and over. You have to drink responsibly. You're dealing with four peaks. And uh, we're pumped to be partnered with them. Unbelievable that we have this partnership with this incredible brewery and restaurant. Find it in the airport. You can find it, I think, at Chase Field. They got the tap room there. And, of course, 8th Street. The old OG brick and mortar, Four Peaks. We're all about it. We are also all about staying healthy at PHNX. We've got so much fun stuff on the docket, but we want to make sure everybody's feeling good for a playoff season in 2022. So if you want to come party with us at our tailgate events, hopefully our future PHNX bar in downtown, wherever we have it, get a COVID-19 vaccine so you're not hacking up a lung in front of somebody else, right? We want everybody feeling good. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everybody five and up. Those 12 and older are also eligible for the new booster. Again, we just want everybody feeling good. We're all about feeling good here at PHNX. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. Again, visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location nearest to you. This this stuff's starting to pop up again with COVID. We want everybody feeling feeling okay. So protect yourself and, and get vaccinated. Good. Our, uh, our guy Max set up Four Peaks. Uh, just an incredible deal that was struck to partner, you know, this partnership and it was funny. I was I was working today. I was on social media. I was on Twitter. You could follow all of us, of course, on on the bird. And uh, sweeting out some things I saw yesterday. And you know what's going on with the Arizona Cardinals and Rodney Hudson. And I was working. And then my wife comes in and she's like, "Hey, what are you working on?" And our guy Max was tweeting out, you know, soup that he was enjoying that day. And I was about to blow Max up by saying, you know, there's an excessive heat warning today. And what are you tweeting about soup? Like it's not it's not a food fit for a 106 degree day. And she looked at me like you're an ass. I'm I'm here. I'm I'm raising our child, and you're tweeting about soup. But I felt like it was a fair point, Johnny. Um, well, is he eating it inside? Yeah, he was. Oh, it, I'm, not, dr- I'm not. I'm not hot, against. Do you drink? Do you drink hot coffee in the morning? <laughs> I did. Well, no, I'm, I've I've actually switched to uh, to cold brew. I think a lot of people, though. I mean, I, I think if it's inside. He, you don't have a point. If he's out, if he's in the 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 the, the lobby, the the parking garage of our building in downtown Phoenix, and he's eating soup <laughs> like on a park bench, then you have it. Then you have a, an agenda. Then you have a point. But if it, if you're inside, I mean, I mean, I have air conditioning in my home, so I I'm I not eat against hot the hot meal, but I think soup is is soup is a uh, is a winter meal. What kind of soup was it? Do you know? It was like a dumpling soup. Like if See, it was that, February, the, I would say, "Hey, that looks great." But it's it's June, and dumpling I'm, I'm, is is borderline like ramen, which is year round. I would say if it was like a white chili or something like that, I would. I would if say, it's a okay, gazpacho, I'm all on board there. I mean, it's a chilled soup. <laughs> Maybe Man, a lobster, lobster bisque. I just had lobster bisque <laughs> in Vegas. It was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, stop it. This is Arizona. You can eat what you want to eat year round. You're gonna drink it down anyway with some cold, fresh. Four peaks anyway. So what are we talking about? <laughs> Producer <laughs> Leah says it was matzo ball. It was matzo ball soup. Oh, All was right. it? Um, that, that's pretty. That's pretty heavy for for middle of June. All right, I'm yeah. on both sides now. <laughs> Thank Having you. Some matzo ball soup in the middle of July. <laughs> some Italian wedding or something. Come oh, on, y'all man. are terrible. Soup Maybe some good, gabagool. Man. All right. <laughs> 
I, I he's, felt, not, I, he's also not feeling well, by the way. I think that's why he was eating it. Oh, is that what he was doing? He was going. Yeah. Lee has given me all the facts now. We are all made to feel bad about making him. I don't feel bad. I stand by. I stand okay, by fine. that. No, don't tweet me your soup pics uh, in June when, I, when we're all living here roasting in Arizona. I love it oh, here. I love so being fun. in 115 degree heat injected into my veins. I also love all of you in the chat. I love everybody on this Josh program. If you want to continue supporting this program, check out gophnx.com. The fabulous work of myself, my many talented peers. You can also check out the PHNX merchandise locker. We are all deck out in our gear. The hottest hat in the Valley this summer. This PHNX lid right here that I rep as often as I can. You can pick it up for just under 30 bucks. Become a member at gophnx.com. Pick up one of these fresh Cardinal tees like what Frank's got, the bird on the ball. I got this red one that I love, Rise Up Red Sea. Bo's going with the classic traditional. You can get any of these shirts for free if you come become a member. Just under 60 bucks for the entire year. Hang out with us at the member Discord. We are primed and ready, gentlemen, to take off for PHNX Cardinals Season 2. We don't have an, we don't have an off-season here, but we do because we own the off-season. But our actual kickoff to this year happens in August, and we could not be more excited for that. And uh, it might not be soup season, but it's always in season for OGs. And OGs actually has a limited flavor, limited uh, edition seasonal flavor. It's pina colada, which is perfect for the summer months. I mean, it just trumps any kind of soup. (laughs) (laughs) It's the perfect pineapple, creamy coconut blend. It's just in time for those summer road trips and pool parties. No, it's not a boiling hot bowl of soup. It's a refreshing pina colada gummy. Speaking of pool parties, OG's has just announced it's taking over Maya Day Club in Scottsdale this month on June 25th. Johnny, he got the uh, he got the go ahead. He got his permission slip signed. He's going to the pool party at Maya. He's gonna enjoy it. Okay, I have my shirt right now. Can I go right now? No, sorry, just kidding. You gotta wait a couple days. What? Less than ten days away. Be sure. To say what's up to us, the PHNX crew, some of our PHNX crew will be out there, including Johnny Venerable, hopefully our guy Frank Sanders, because you know he's going to be asking, hey, you got those creamsicle gummies out here? Of course, they're going to have it. OGs, they always have it. Check out OGs Brands online, ogsbrands.com, or on Instagram. They're on IG, OGs Brands. That's at OGs Brands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. It must be 21 years or older to purchase yeah oh my goodness gentlemen uh steve kime he's got a lot to do he's got a lot to comb over here in the final weeks before the start of training camp Isn't he ball hit? not comb over literally oh <laughs> I take it. you know i respect steve because he does no. shave his head he's not rocking the george costanza comb over but <laughs> now i mean like the old Cardinals tony kornheiser <laughs> It's nine. The Cardinals, the Cardinals need to get better before the start of training camp. And that's what we're trying to do here every day yeah. at, at PHNX, PHNX Cardinals. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast. We will be back manana for our Friday show. I just saw somebody in the comments said draft candy bars. We like to do drafts on a Friday. Hey, maybe we'll run with that. But until then, for Bo Brock, Frank Sanders, I'm Johnny Venerable. See you manana. Bye, everybody.